This is the So You Are a Former Athlete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the effects that losing your athlete identity has on adult life. From community to routine integration to finding new passions, we've got you covered. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to So You're a Former Athlete and podcast. It's Alyssa here with Alyssa. And on today's episode, we are focusing on what it means to be in the zone in sports and how that translates over into life. So we're going to define what being in the zone means and looks like for an athlete. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of this flow state. And we're going to talk about how to find balance while being in the zone in life after your post-athletic career. So first off, what does being in the zone mean? There's a couple different definitions depending on what sport you played, what competition you kind of did, but it essentially means that things come second nature. I know, Alyssa, you work pretty heavily with your clients on defining what this means, uh, offering some support on what it could look like after competition. So I am curious, what are some definitions you've been provided from your followers as far as what sec- or what being in the zone looks like for them? Yeah, I actually asked that question on one of my socials and had some really good answers. So I'll just read a couple to you. Um, they're pretty cool. The first one is that being in the zone is a feeling of total alignment, being intuitively guided rather than intellectually strategic. And that was by someone named Brittany. Harry says, to be in the zone is magical. You are indestructible, and the only limits you have are dictated by the laws of physics, and sometimes even those seem bendable. I only wish I could find the formula to follow to, follow to get there instead of only being able to stumble into it. Jeff said, I'm hyper aware of myself, and nothing can break my focus. Because of the awareness of self, I can now detach from a specific outcome and stay completely present in the moment, creating a better outcome than if I allowed my mind to take control. It transcends believing in yourself. It actually becomes knowing yourself. So, Yeah, it's a good one. Steve says, being physically, mentally, and emotionally synced in whatever it is I am doing, being focused on whatever goal I'm trying to reach, having minimal mental bandwidth or distracting thoughts and getting the rewarding dopamine rush of making progress or reaching the goal. And Deanna's short and sweet says the world around me becomes abstract. So good. I really love what Jeff said as far as it actually becomes knowing yourself. So when you're in the zone in athletics or competition or Even if you were a student and you kind of put your headphones on and you got in the zone to study or write a paper, it really is that all else melts away, so to speak. And it really becomes this sense of oneness or knowing yourself completely and truly. It's a mindset often harnessed in competition, I think, when you're pumped up and you're really ready to push the limits and see what you can perform or what can you can do in your sport. And it's often referred to being on or being locked in. It's that flow state of, of magic. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, for me, I thought it was pretty magical when you felt really on, you felt really good. Everything felt easy, naturally in sync. Um, I'm curious Alyssa, what would you define it as in your career as a soccer player? And how did you maybe get in the zone in your sport? 
I would define it as almost like a dance with your teammates. Um, when you're when you're playing soccer and everything's just kind of fluid, you're in the right spot, you know where your teammates are, you don't even have to look over your shoulder and you know they're there. You're not tired. <laughs> your heart's just pumping and you make a move and you beat the person every single time. And you make the run and you can do it 10 more times and you're not tired. And you just, you know, kind of like Jeff, Jeff said, you just know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what to think. You know exactly how to breathe. You know exactly how to move, how to feel, what to say. And then how I would get in the zone. Part of soccer, uh, before games, we would have warm-ups and people would play music and everything. But I typically like to keep my headphones in while I put my gear on. So as I you know, took off my slides or my Crocs, whatever I wore to the game, I would take those off. I would, you know, gear up, put my socks on, put my shin guards on, tie my shoes, and I would just keep my headphones in and listen to music is really was a big one for me. And then right before a game, if you're, you're, I'm doing this in the video. So if you're listening, you can't see me, but I would do the jumps where like you jump and you lift both your knees up and you just swing your arms and get a little bit of adrenaline going um, because that adrenaline also helps you to focus. So that's kind of what I would do to get locked in. But I will say this experience of being in the zone is something that I think every single athlete chases. It's You always want that sweet spot. You always want to be in the zone and people say you're on to be locked in. And it's really hard to do if you don't know what leads to it. There are some specific things that can set you up to be more likely to get in the zone, but even still, you can't 100% control it. It's almost like a release of control and you just focus, which can be hard. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of how I would get in the zone, just headphones in and then jump around a little bit, get the adrenaline going, get the music pumping while we did our warm up and uh, a couple deep breaths. You know, I love, so I'm just making a note um, of what you said, this release of control, I think, right? Where same thing for me as a swimmer, right? You can visualize your race. You can get so pumped up, put your music on, have a good meal, get all the rest. But there are so many variables that play into being in this flow state. And I think that I would often get a little frustrated at myself if I wasn't tapping into that extent. Mm -hmm. And I did all my pre-race Right. regimen, my routine, my favorite song I would put on and you do all your taboo things, the jumping, the stretching, right? But it almost sometimes got a little frustrating when you couldn't tap in there. And that's something I want to kind of revisit. This release of control is something I think we're going to address as we kind of carry on throughout this podcast in life too. If you're looking to get more in this grounded, knowing yourself, low state, it really takes this loss of control, this detachment from the outcome and just be being in the sport, being in life. So, um, yeah, I was a big music person myself too. It, it just, it got you hyped up in a different way. We did certain cheers as well. That always got mm -hmm. us really, um, psyched. And I just tried to always absorb the atmosphere. I think like hearing everybody cheer and the whistles go off and seeing the time board and just really immersing myself in the competition um, mindset. So what does this look like being in the zone, being in this flow state once you graduate a high school or collegiate level sport? It can look different for everybody, but there's a couple things that come up. First, I know from my personal experience, 
I was always really kind of chasing this sweet spot, this flow state, even after athletics. So once I started my career as a nurse and once I transitioned into fitness and other aspects as far as maybe strength training or yoga or HIIT classes, I was really always chasing this same zone, this same mindset, this same sense of focus and flow. But unfortunately, there was always this need to be there. It was again, this, this control that I just want to just want it all to fall into place the way it should be. I want it to feel good. I want it to be easy all the time, (laughs) all the time, all the time. And Oh, how does that not happen? (laughs) Um, but yeah, this feeling, you know, always chasing the sweet spot, the feeling, the need to maybe always be on because we knew that we did our best work. We got the best results in our sport once we were in this flow state. So it's hard, I think, to forget about that. You want to chase that level of finesse in order to see results in your life after sports, whether that be succeeding in a career, succeeding in a new training regimen, um, et cetera. For me, it really, I search for this flow state at work, in my exercise, in some relationships, actually overall in life. And I'm curious, Alyssa, for you, after your sport career ended, how did this flow state trans over or this being in the zone translate over for you? Specifically talking about my career in the ICU, when you would have those days where you just absolutely crushed it and you know you crushed mm-hmm. it with like for your patient, with your patient, with your team. Sometimes it felt like the roof was on fire and things were falling apart. But every once in a while you would have one of those days where, you know, maybe if I was working in let's say trauma ICU. So there was a a level one trauma car crash are coming in. Things are moving super quickly around you, but you're just a hundred percent dialed in. You know exactly what to do for your patient. You know how to grab the meds. The team's working around you, bringing you the things, you're hanging fluids, you're starting IVs, you're cleaning wounds, you know, all of those things. You're managing the blood pressure all at once. And you know you've got it all and you're calm or I'm calm. And so that would be where that would show up in my job. But elsewhere, it took a really long time for me to even define being in the zone outside of sports. I, d- I think really, I didn't even think about it until the last year or so where I was like, oh, like I wonder if this is something that I could emulate. I knew it happened at work. I knew sometimes it would happen when I played pickup or at the gym where you just know you have better days. It's like, why am I having a better day? Why am I having a better shift? Why am I getting along better with my partner? And it really was that, well, that being in the zone. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no, totally but- does. And I think you make a great point of not knowing maybe how to define it right after you leave the competitive athletic environment. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a good identification there because as I said, I was searching for this and, and chasing this sweet spot and feeling like I had to be on, but I didn't know how to define that in other areas of my life. I knew that it felt good and I knew that it came easy and it was just like, natural, but it was really hard to replicate. So I love that definition as far as, especially the specific example of ICU, right? Where we have kind of these blinders on, we know what we have to do. The IVs going in naturally, it's just come second nature. You don't even think about where your hands are going. It's like driving a car. When you drive it for so long, you're on a long yeah. road trip and you don't even pay attention that you've been driving for the last hour because it's just yeah. nature. But 
you're totally right. Um, I didn't know how to necessarily identify that or how to drop in or the circumstances in which I could control getting into that sense of calm or that sense of ease. So yeah, great distinction there. So really what's going on once we kind of transition into this career path or adult life and we leave the athletics and we're trying to identify this. So really being in the zone is that sweet spot that, like you said, perfectly balances being challenged while also doing something maybe new and trusting your innate skills and ability. It's really having that trust and knowing yourself. And there are both pros and cons, I think, to being in this state, to finding this state, to searching for this state after you leave a sport. So we're going to identify in this um, the next few minutes the different pros and cons that can kind of show up when going through this this type of this work. So first of all, the pros. I mean, I think we kind of identified some of those already, but you can truly connect to yourself and excel, right? You get this increased confidence. You're detached from the outcome. You like relinquish all control and everything seems to just happen as it should happen naturally. I think maybe one of your clients in the beginning had identified something like becoming part of something bigger, something more than just yourself in these Mm -hmm. moments while also feeling truly yourself and feeling whole. Also, on that note, we really get out of our head. We leave this mental chatter, this judgment, this comparison, this negative maybe thinking pattern that can be around when we're trying to succeed or trying to do something new or trying to be challenged. I think you kind of, and this reminds me of when I go on a run these days and those endorphins hit. And some people say that's a runner's high, but for me, Mm -hmm. you know, your music's on and your legs just feel like they're moving. You don't even know what your pace is. You're just maintaining it and you feel good. And I think that feelings of happiness and joy and this release of control all synergistically work together to make up that flow state, being in the zone, um, being on. Do you have any more pros to add, Alyssa, as far as what this state can, can bring or elicit in life after sports? Maybe one which is just small, is that it It also allows you to get that competitive itch. Mm. <laughs> Part of being in the zone is having something that is challenging you, but you trust yourself to overcome. And oftentimes we did that in sports or in a competitive state. And you can also find some sort of competitive environment to do that as well as an adult. And so kind of, this is maybe just for me or for select few people, but being able to to compete and to feel good as I compete and not be, like you said, not be judging myself and be like, oh, like I should be running faster. I should be lifting more weight or I'm going to miss this lift and just really being dialed in and knowing it's a challenge, but feeling comfortable with that competition, that competition with myself in a healthy way, I think really is you get to tap into that when you get in zone. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll identify that, I think, going forward into how to shift in a healthy way into that competitive yeah. mindset, scratch that competitive itch. But for now, kind of bringing it back, this is some of the pros that that state can elicit. But let's talk about some of the cons. So after school or after athletics ends, after your sport comes to a close and you've moved on into a new job, a new relationship, a new living situation. I know for myself 
and for others that you can sometimes get lost searching for this state or feel like it's never going to come back. And, and maybe in another episode, we talked about this loss of identity that comes with when you finish your sport and finish competitive mm-hmm. life. I think too, there's this, this loss of, am I ever going to feel like myself again? Am I ever going to feel in the zone or like something is coming second nature to me? I know that when I was a new nurse or new in the gym, I felt like I was never going to get it or feel good or feel like I really could do this with my eyes closed. And now eight years as an ICU nurse, it finally has happened, but it did take some time. And I think in the beginning I did get lost searching for that, trying to force it to happen, trying to control it. So often too, we don't know how to get out of the zone or take the foot off of the gas. So yes, this is a a flow state, but once we're in it, sometimes you can keep those blinders on for a little too long. I think (laughs) this wasn't maybe as prevalent for me in my athletic career, but I think of like school and academics for me where I put my headphones on and I could sit there. If I got in the zone on a paper, I'd be there for like five hours without taking yeah. a bathroom break, you know? <laughs> like, so I think that there's a time and a place to be in this mindset, but also it's important to know that you're not always going to be there and that's okay. That's normal. We all are there. People can get obsessed with this mindset and it leads to maybe overtraining, overdoing it, chasing this happiness, this joy, this endorphins. And it leads to maybe overachiever or perfectionist tendencies because we know how good we feel when we're on. It's not meant to be there forever. You know, we ebb and flow with life and you have good days and bad days. And it's about maybe relinquishing this control and releasing this expectation to be there all of the time. A little bit of a hot take. Many people expect to be able to find this flow state immediately after retiring from competitive sports. Then when they can't, they quit something or they think that something is wrong with them. So Alyssa, I'd love for you to elaborate there if you've ever worked with a client who maybe falls into that where they are getting frustrated and want to just quit their strength training or fitness plan or even coaching because they don't feel like they are getting the results and are not entering this flow state. Yeah, I certainly have. Specifically, former athlete coaching clients. As athletes, we perfected a craft for so many years. Some Many of us, 10, 20 years that we were doing something and then we expect to be able to find that flow state as soon as we leave that in other things. Or we don't maybe want to be a beginner because being a beginner is super scary. And so we dip our toe in something new and we don't love it immediately and we're not immediately good at it. And we're like, nope, I'm not doing that. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. I like to kind of compare it to going to the gym. I feel that going to the gym is a really big one for people post-athletics. Um and I know we'll we'll do a whole episode on like creating goals that actually motivate us. So I won't go into that. But even just getting to the gym in the first place, when you first start lifting weights or running on the treadmill, whatever it is, you are so intimidated by everything in the gym. Yep. And for many people, it's an immediate turnoff of like, I don't know how to use this equipment. I don't know how to use this movement. People are going to think I look stupid, so I'm not going to go. And then they're, oh, I'll just work out at home or I'll go do yoga or Pilates or group class. And that's fine. Go do your thing. But if you go to the gym and you are consistent, eventually when you don't know a movement or you don't know an exercise, you don't give a shit. You just go, you go and you figure it out. And that's something that 
leads to the flow state of going and figuring that out and overcoming that challenge, overcoming adversity and applying the skills and knowing that you are capable of doing it. And when you try something brand new, you don't know you're capable of it because you've never done it. And most former athletes don't like that, if I'm being honest. So that's why this is kind of a hot take because it's a little spicy where, you know, there is this level of like ego. I am athletic. I can do this. I've always, I've been good at something for so long. I should be able to be good at anything I do. And most of the time athletes, because we know how to apply ourselves, we know how to be goal oriented. We know how to overcome challenges and be consistent and show up. We eventually can be pretty good at whatever we consistently work on, but it just takes time and not everyone is willing to start. Right. That's kind of my hot take. Yeah. 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 Building that capacity. Right. Yeah. We, like you said, we spent years refining our craft on the soccer field, in the pool, in other areas. And maybe because we were children or because we were younger, we don't remember what it was like to maybe be yeah. and have to work and train to get into that flow state. So it takes time and it often requires us to get back in a beginner's stage in some ways, as far as like I addressed a new job, even a new exercise routine, anything new is going to take time for you to build capacity to end up making it second nature or having this Mm -hmm. kind of being in the zone come through. So to shift, um, being in the zone is found when you challenge yourself, as we just addressed, consistently. Time and time again, you have to challenge yourself and push that edge while also creating the skills required to overcome that challenge, building capacity for yourself. What does that look like? How do you shift after sports into maybe understanding how to get in the zone, feeling what it feels like in different areas outside of sports, and how to find this in a positive way? So first off, I think finding healthy hobbies and outlets, maybe something that really lights you up is a great place to start, right? If you're going to try a new exercise routine, you're going to try a new gym, what makes you really excited and the fear kind of is on the back burner a little bit because Mm -hmm. I think when you are excited about something, it makes you happy. It makes you feel fulfilled. It is that much easier to get in that flow state and connect to your deeper sense of self like we had in athletics. Also doing things that challenge you in a healthy way and highlight your abilities. So is there a hobby or an an outlet where you're challenged, but also you bring all of your skills to the table so you can work hard, but also reap the benefits and and see positive outcomes. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, definitely. There's a time and place for being in the zone. You and I both Mm -hmm. mentioned music was really integral in our athletic careers as far as dropping in. And to this day, music is still very important to me. I know it can change my mood instantly. It can get me pumped up when I really don't want to go to the gym or when I really don't want to go to work. Music has that effect on me personally. There are some other things like meditation, breath work, grounding, even just silence, really taking a a break from social media or any external stimulus and connecting with your breath or your body is removing distractions. Right. Eliminating distractions is another way to shift and get into the zone in yourself. Really, what is being in the zone? The basic definition is tapping into a deeper sense of self, right? Mm. Everything else kind of melts away. 
all of the skills come naturally and you have that confidence within. So rebuilding that, knowing boundaries when you're overextended is also really important. Are you burning yourself out as far as searching for the zone or when you're in that flow state, are you trying to just achieve and stay there, achieve and stay there instead of knowing that like, hold on, my foot has been on the gas for two (laughs) hours. I'm getting tired. And then we bring in maybe room for injury or burnout or stress. And you're unable to tap back in later on because you stayed in for a little too long. I think that, like I said, knowing boundaries when you're overextended is really important. Slowing down to speed up at times, as you said, distractions, eliminating distractions, doing some mindfulness really helps to slow yourself down, recognize the present moment. Just as in a sport, a game, a race, you were super present. You had those blinders on. I'm focused on where the ball is. I'm focused where my teammate is. I'm focused on my stroke. Slowing down in life often has this effect of allowing you to be present so that you can speed up eventually. Lastly, having support, hiring a coach. Alyssa, you really identified the clients that you've worked with. I know myself. I came from a life of overachieving and perfectionism to here, and it is something I work with my clients on as far as being a former athlete and still having some of those tendencies. As a coach, we work on, okay, what are you searching for? How do you get there? And how do you find balance in creating those healthy habits? A mentor, a therapist, a coach, any sort of support, even a friend or a former teammate, just leaning on each other, um, having open discussion. And I think verbalizing and being vulnerable about where you're at is super important. To kind of end with a question here, Alyssa, Have you been able to find that flow or be in the zone outside of competitive sports? Now, you mentioned your ICU career. Maybe outside of that as well, where have you been able to tap in here to enter this kind of grounding sense of Mm. self, deeper sense of self and presence? I, a couple different places now, truthfully, I have been able to do that in, I think yoga is a really has been a really great outlet for me, more so when I'm at a class because my distractions are limited and it, there's music and it's, you know, I like to do hot yoga. So it's hot. I'm being pushed. I'm being challenged. And then I have no choice but to be there <laughs> and breathe and focus. And I can really get into that flow state. When I remove that internal voice being like, oh, you're not flexible enough. Oh, you fell dummy, like do whatever. Uh, I have been able to find it at the gym exercising. I've, I go to a group fitness class, which having that community around me of like-minded individuals who are also searching for wellness and challenging themselves has been huge. It's been huge for me. And I've actually been able to sort of recreate a bit of a flow state when doing things for my business. So that looks like not having 150 tabs open on my computer, not getting up and eating and having my phone next to me. It's everything is away. I have one tab open. I have like a busy work playlist, right? So the music is going and I'm able to kind of tap in for sometimes even one or two hours at a time and not force it. Like give myself 15 to 20 minutes to slowly get into that state. And then when you're there, you just kind of, for me, it's when I create. So when I was creating the modules for my group or when I'm creating content to share to the my social media community or 
I'm working on a launch, getting to like flex that creative muscle, which is a bit of a challenge for me, but being able to trust what I'm doing and knowing that I'm knowledgeable in the area that I am elaborating in, I really can kind of get in the zone. And that's why I, I'm lucky that I can do that with my profession now that, that I'm not at the bedside and that I have the time and space to exercise and have flow and do all those things. But yeah, definitely it shows up here and there. And now that I'm, final thing is now that I'm much less judgmental of myself, it's much easier for me to step into that state because I'm able to get out of my head. The perfectionist voice doesn't get really loud. The you should be doing more, you're not doing enough, or you suck, or you're not strong enough is much quieter. And when my mind is quieter, I can kind of get connected to my true self, not my thoughts that don't actually mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you said that resonates with me is taking the judgment or comparison out. I really had to learn that Mm-hmm. after I, my career in swimming ended, where I think I was still in the beginning, a couple years right after college, I was still putting so much pressure on myself to get into that state, to mm-hmm. really level up and compete and, and just have it flow, where once I took that that judgment, comparison, expectation out of it, it was easier to kind of yeah. it. I think some things that I do day to day that I notice where I'm in the zone is cooking. If I put on some music mm-hmm. and I'm going to cook a really good meal, I am like, I'm dancing around the kitchen. Again, no distractions. Phone is gone. I'm dancing. I'm having a fun mm-hmm. time. It smells good. I'm excited. And I really feel like sometimes there is just this like this lightness, this second nature that comes to just preparing yeah. food and I think also, yeah, exercise and moving my body. I think there's something to be said about like the endorphins that come and all just that Zen state. Recently, I've been just getting more into meditation and breath work and um, more mindfulness overall. And that has also allowed me this, this state of Zen, this state of inner peace and calm in which I understand and trust my deeper self so that I have the confidence when... I try something new or when things aren't going my way, I know that I still have the capacity to bring it back to myself and Mm -hmm. bring it back and relinquishing that control, detaching from that outcome. I remind myself the more that I can do that, the more that I am in the zone, the more that I feel that flow state, the more that I feel that Zen and just everything falls into place the way it should. So that's what kind of comes up for me in various seasons of life. I think times of life, stress levels, what's going on in my relationships, my friendships, my family, my personal life, it all plays a factor. Just like in athletics years ago, I wouldn't have a good race. I thought it was because my sleep was off or I didn't, I ate too much the night before when no, maybe subconsciously I was dealing with a breakup or I had a fight with my sister or so there's a lot of variables that play into eliciting this same response that we can't forget about. I think it's easy to stay in the zone well after the athletic career comes to an end. So it can have both a positive effect on your life, your success, your career success, life success, but it can also lead to burnout. So I hope this episode really made the distinction of when you're pushing a little too hard to recreate this or chase this feeling versus when you're naturally allowing it to happen, naturally allowing to tap in. Knowing when to be in the zone and being on versus knowing when to slow down can be hard to differentiate, 
the longer you've been an athlete in competition. Now I was Mm -hmm. in swimming for 17 years. So maybe there is something to be said of why I was searching so hard after my swimming career came to an end to recreate this. Because for years, it just was something that happened. And once I left the sport, it didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen again. So just reminding yourself that the bottom line is balance. It's essential for our well-being and life. And you can recreate these moments with the right circumstances like we addressed here. Herms Beyond the Athlete Group has an entire module. We did kind of discuss a little bit about your practice here, but you have an entire module dedicated to finding this flow state outside of competitive sports container. Herm, I would love for you to kind of highlight some things here about your group coaching container, how you work with this certain topic. Elaborate for me here. Yeah. The container as a whole right now is a four-month space. We have 10 weeks of modules and we kind of go through go through three different steps of committing to the game plan, embracing authenticity and creating longevity and adaptability outside of sports. And a big thing for former athletes is we lose community, we lose structure, we lose guidance and we also lose our goals, we lose our flow state. So in this group space, all those things come together as I lead the members or help them really lead themselves towards their goals towards finding balance, reducing perfectionism, reducing burnout, and really creating that ideal existence post-athletic. So not just being your job, not just being a partner or being a fitness person, right? Who are you outside of all of those things? Getting really clear and making sure that the goals that you have, the things that you're pursuing align with that true self. There are limited seats. I usually cap it between six and eight, depending. And I already know that I have two or three people having interest in my next group. It starts January 2024. If you want to click the link in my bio, or maybe I'll link it down at the bottom to schedule a free 15-minute intro call, you can see if this is maybe a space for you. You could have a conversation with me. And if not, no worries. But if it is, then I would probably do that sooner than later. Cool. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I know that if I wasn't launching my own group too, I would be in there because there's still, <laughs> still things that I'm working on and still things that resonates that you were just saying that I think having support and that accountability in a group container is so helpful to work through. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for support, look for the links below as far as Herm's group starting in January, 2024, as always, you can always reach out to us. If you like this podcast on Apple Music or Spotify, you can be entered into a drawing for two free coaching sessions with us. Like, share, and follow if this resonated for you. Drop a comment letting us know what really hit home, what you want more of. And we will see you back here next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.